Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and I'm your host, John June, and of course, got my guy, Greg Penniman here on this Saturday morning with me. Greg, what is good, man? What is going on? Yes, beautiful Saturday morning. Fall season, spooky season is here. So you, you got to love that. Um, yeah, and if, uh, you know, we thought it was going to be a, a pretty average Thursday night football game. It turned out to be a really, really good one, really entertaining one. Um, unfortunately, the results just, you know, not in my favorite, Giants fans' favorite. That was definitely a very... The most Giants way to lose, I would say. That's how you, that's how I put it. Yeah, I mean the Giants end up covering here a third a score of thirty to twenty nine in Washington's favor. Um, I guess for Greg, what is your first Thursday night takeaway uh, as we head into these Thursday night takeaways? I would, you know, go straight to all the the Giants mistakes and how they beat themselves. But I'm gonna talk about how. Taylor Heineke, you know, just him as a person, you know, he he balled as a uh, out in this game as a player, uh, came a long way, undrafted, unranked, everything. Like this, this is a true underdog story. He played really well, 34 for 46, 336. This this man balled out. Uh, yeah, and, and continue to, I think, he'll have opportunities to be. You know, you said he, he he could be a streaming quarterback down the line. I think we could agree with that. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I talked about how in week one, even coming in relief, he was seventh in, in the NFL and in, in fantasy points per drop back, passing fantasy points per drop back. So this was a guy that was efficient. The eyeball test kind of showed you that even last year, uh, you know, quarterback is one of those positions where everybody's that's playing in the NFL is physically gifted and physically talented enough to play quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Right. The difference sometimes is the composure that these guys play with, the moxie, the uh, you know the decision making, uh, the playmaking ability. And Taylor Heineke, he, in relief, he shows that, right? Yep. He shows, you know, as an like you said, undrafted undrafted free agent. He was the quarantine quarterback for Washington last year. Comes into a playoff game against Tampa Bay, which was the mm-hmm. number one defense in the league at the time, in a playoff game with Tom Brady on the other side, and he made it a fight. Yep. And so when you see that, and then you see him come in and do it again, right? Like he goes up against the Chargers, Justin Herbert's on the other sideline, and he's doing it again. It's just like, okay, well, this is two times in a row. I mean, if it happens a third time, it's not a coincidence here. So it happens a third time with, with Taylor Heineke. And this is the first time that we've seen Taylor Heineke with a whole week to right. be the like right? Not even a whole week, but just like the the first team reps in practice, <laughs> knowing you're gonna be the guy, getting to say, Oh, hey, me, me and Terry, we're gonna get on the same page on some things. Cause that was my one of my Thursday night takeaways is Terry McLaurin. You've called him the, the, the a young D hop, the new D hop yes. in terms of being able to play with any quarterback. He's proven that. But 11 of 14 targets, yes. 11 of 14, 107 yards and a touchdown. Got I mean, that 100 talk, yards. Yes, sir. You, yeah, you talked about it, Terry, getting over 100 yards. I mean, uh, James Bradbury, how, um, you know, the, the Giants historically struggle against 
against Terry McLaurin, and, and we kind of referenced how James Bradbury is not uh, the best matchup for Terry McLaurin just because how they're kind of put together physically. So I mean, much space. It's crazy. I don't know Terry how. McLaurin is so – I mean, because Terry McLaurin is so fast and he's so, yeah. he's so low to the ground. <laughs> he's so good. Because uh, he's not like a behemoth of a wide receiver. He's not like Mike Evans where James Bradbury – would relish those being up against those guys because he right. can just get up in their faces where he can't get in Terry McLaurin's face, and 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 so I, that's kind of, that's one of my takeaways. The other takeaway I have, uh, this one's for you, Greg, is will the the real Daniel Jones please stand up because he pl- yeah, Giants fans, everyone's killing him, talking about hey Giants have to get a new quarterback next year, and here comes Daniel Jones playing uh, possibly his one of his best games. On the year, uh, not on the year, but you know, of his career, even. <laughs> uh, you mean just talk about the plays that weren't even made, right? The, the no. drop touchdown pass to, to to Darius Slayton, the 58 50 yard, 50 yard touchdown run that got called back. I mean, Daniel Jones played well. Uh, you know, 22 of 32, 249 yards, a touchdown pass, had 95 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. We talked about the 50-yard run that was called back. So he put it, could have potentially had 150 yards and two rushing touchdowns. I mean, that and would be a monster week. Yeah, and two passing touchdowns. That would be a monster <laughs> week for any you know, running back to have 150 and two touchdowns. But for Daniel Jones, the quarterback, to have that, I mean, that would be that would be really good. But you know, what is your takeaway? Is, you know, Daniel Jones goes up against Atlanta next week. Is this a matchup here potentially that, you know, we should be looking ahead to with Daniel Jones? Or is he a guy we'll be talking about on, on Monday for when it comes to the waiver wire? I mean, as far as fantasy, he finishes QB1 week one. I mean, he probably will finish uh, definitely top 15 this week, uh, especially still with the rushing floor. So, I mean, as far as fantasy, I think he's uh, definitely a, a popular I think add if you want for in the two quarterback leagues that uh, he's probably on most rosters. It's proper popular start I think next week for Atlanta uh, and for Saquon Barkley as well because uh, Atlanta's defense is horrendous. They they got lit up by Jalen Hurts last week, a uh, running style quarterback. And I think we have to say that Daniel Jones is a, a, a more running uh, running style quarterback as well. Not more running, but he has that capability and uh, to do it nine carries is a, a good volume. So I think Daniel Jones is a play next week for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, like you mentioned, Saquon is is a good play next week. Uh, that's also one of my other takeaways is that, you know, Saquon, we see the snaps going like this, this right? Yeah. They're, they're yeah, trending yeah. in the right direction. The, us- the utilization is trending in the right direction. So, um, you know, was that involved in the pass game as well this week? You, you know, was running some routes. So I think that next week, that's the nice week. That, yeah, yes, that's yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, Tom. Are, this is the time to buy low on Saquon, though. Right now, this is it. I I think the time was last week, man. Because yeah. if you're the Saquon manager, you you're like the Roto World and you know NBC Sports Edge. They're getting much much better <laughs> about getting these like putting in the blurb like, hey, you know Saquon played this many snaps. He yeah. he up this yeah. he up this snap usage from last week. So even the 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 manager the the casual manager is gonna look at you know, oh, let me read the news on Saquon. I'm probably not true, true. gonna do it, but true. yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> think you, I think you, you might have missed that time. But Greg, anything else that you take away from this game other than uh, being a man? Yeah, I mean, Sterling Shepard is dope. Uh, I love his performance. 
Um, I still think Terry McClellan was the best player in this game, though. This, this, he's just amazing. He's just amazing. Everything he does, route running, uh, just the – yeah, you talk about the space that Bradbury had to give him. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. He's a great corner. He still had to give him that much space because, yeah, he, that man is just amazing. Yeah, man. Um, Just one more thing. Are you concerned about the – we saw week one Antonio Gibson was – a three down a three down back he was getting mm-hmm. all the work all the opportunities the targets included jd mckissick only had one pass target mm-hmm. but then this time we see that kind of flip and we see jd mckissick much more involved in the offense six targets five catches while antonio gibson only sees two targets um saw 13 carries does that concern you that we could see some of what we saw last year with the utilization of mckissick uh yeah definitely McKissick is a good football player he he does help teams I I would if I was you know had him on my team I would want him to get you know six five six targets a game like you should use utilize him so I'm not surprised by that uh I'm just hoping that you know Tony Gibson gets that the bulk of the carry work which he still did uh and yeah it does bump if he if JD McKissick is going to still get involved in the passing game the AG far as elite RB1 season might be capped a little bit. I'd say still he has that low one RB1 potential, though. Yeah, I mean, this was kind of the fear with with AG coming into the season. Obviously, we know the talent level. We know what he the ability that he has even as a receiver. But the problem was always the presence of McKissick. And, and you know, like you said, if McKissick is involved in the pass game, seeing five to six targets, then that's going to cap the upside of Antonio yeah. Gibson to the point where – we're not looking at an RB1 type year, right? Like, if he's going to be the RB1 or, or somewhere in that category, uh, he's going to have to score a ton of touchdowns, right? He's going to yep. score like 20 touchdowns, 18 touchdowns or something ridiculous to, to do that. But I think if those receptions aren't here in a PPR league, at best, he's like the RB15, RB14, 15, 16, yeah. something like that. That, right the 14 to 16 range yeah um you know it's kind of like how we felt about jk dobbins a little bit right like jk dobbins was a mid-range rb1 and same with gus edwards because those receptions weren't necessarily going to be there uh, but you the, the problem is you know in this washington offense they are going to throw the ball to the running back is it just are they going to throw the ball to antonio gibson right right and then i'm sure like in two minute drill drive stuff like that jd mckissick is just a, a good player to have on the field so it does hurt him a little bit yeah. All right, let's move on, man. Let's move on. We uh obviously this is game preview part 2 for week 2 here. Yeah, uh this in episode 187 we covered the we covered 9 games, all the Sunday 1 p.m. games, the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati at Chicago, Houston at Cleveland, the Rams at Indianapolis, Buffalo at Miami, the Patriots at the Jets. The Niners at the Eagles, the Saints at at the Panthers, and the Broncos at the Jack at the Jags. In terms of the matchups that we will be covering today, uh, obviously the remaining matchups. But if you want to hear about the episodes that we or the matchups that we covered previously, then you can go back to episode 187 and check those out. Obviously, covering the spreads, the totals, the 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 game analysis, as well as the fantasy analysis. So. Uh, also have starts of the week today. Also have some get money. Um, Greg, before we jump into the matchups, 
let people know how else they can get involved with football this weekend. Oh, you already know. Best way to do it probably is with fantasy or and, and games and stuff like that. But definitely, definitely with props is a great way. Player props is a very popular way, up and coming. And to do that, you got to do it on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. You choose out 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each player prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. And you hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. For week one, Thrive had over 140 guaranteed prizes. So week two, you know they're going to have just as much or if not more. And with this special offer, new users, if you use the promo code FFDX, you deposit $10 and you get a free ticket to Sunday's $50,000 NFL contest. So that's free money right there. And new users will also receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. I mean, that's that's free money. Use that code FFDX today. ThriveFantasy.com. Ooh, that sounds like a good deal. I might have to, to take you up on that, man, for sure. Definitely yes, going to be playing some Thrive Fantasy this weekend. Uh, as uh, we watch these games on Sunday, it's just another way to get involved, right? When we're doing these projections and, you know, we're if we think that someone on our fantasy team is going to have a good day, might as well, you know, take the over on their on their rushing touch on their rushing yards proper, their passing yards proper, you know, their touchdown prop. Right. So, Greg, let's dig into these matchups, man. But before that, there is some news to cover came out um, relatively late last night. Josh Jacobs for the Las Vegas Raiders has been ruled out with a toe and an ankle injury. Kenyon Drake will be the lead guy. Peyton Barber is also on the roster here for the Raiders. Peyton Barber is also on the roster here for the Raiders. And so he will be a, um, you know, probably a, a you know the backup guy here to Kenyon Drake, who should again should be the lead guy. I think he's an RB two this weekend. Um, you know, somewhere in that. Uh, I have to look. I mean, obviously Antonio Gibson and and Saquon Barkley have already played. Uh, but if I look, I'm as I look at my rankings, Greg. Why don't you just how how are your feelings about Kenyon Drake this week? They got the matchup against Pittsburgh. It is a you know decently tough matchup, but he is involved in the past game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so reading up on first media thought when I saw the news yesterday, uh, yeah, Kenyon Drake was gonna eat. I'm I'm still hearing some reports too from Rappaport like that. Uh, Payne Barber is expected to handle some of the lead duties, but I don't think that you know he he'll be in some first and third second down situations as well. Uh, I think Kenyon Drake still has higher upside. Uh, to get you a, a, a top 24 week, a top 30 week for sure, um, especially with his receptions. And if they're in a competitive game with the Steelers, uh, that's where you thrive last week, two-minute drills, and just when they're playing hurry up or their offense is kind of grooving with Kenyon uh, Drake and getting down the field. Because uh, other than Darren Waller, he Kenyon Drake was, was probably the next best pass catcher in the team. Yeah, no, I, you know, the – I didn't catch that news about Peyton Barber potentially being a lead guy, but that kind of makes sense. But that just means he'll probably be the first and second down guy. Yeah. Matchup yeah. here is tough against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they should be throwing the ball a decent amount. I, I've got Kenyon Drake on the week as um, RB 21. So, uh, you know, ahead of guys like Mike Davis and Devin Singletary. So that's kind of what you're looking at uh, with Kenyon Drake. Uh, 
you know, and I, I like the upside here with the with the ability to get some receptions. So if he's available in your league, I would scoop him up and, and don't be afraid to plug and play him. Yeah, definitely. I, I would have a lot of confidence in playing King Drake this week. All right, Greg, let's get into these matchups, man. And Sunday, 4.05 p.m., Minnesota Vikings travel to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. This is a 51-point total. The Cardinals are four-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. In terms of the injuries here, Anthony linebacker Anthony Barr, offensive tackle Christian Derisaw, defensive end Everson Griffin, and cornerback Harrison Hand are all out for the Minnesota Vikings. On the Arizona side, they're okay in terms of weather. This game's in a dome, so nothing to worry about there. Greg, where are you going with this matchup? With this game, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals to cover, and I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals to win. Um, on the Arizona side, Kyler Murray, top three option every week. This man has ascended uh, to hopefully be you know, a good regular like regular quarterback on the field and a, a excellent fan great fantasy quarterback uh just what he does with his legs he's just so dynamic the blur on the field qb1 season chase Edmonds got a smash by here you know i'm attacking minnesota rush defense all year so you got to play him uh and d hop um yeah wide receiver one quality top three uh, at his position as well uh and on the minnesota side also i like christian kirk this week in this matchup high over under you, you like the complimentary pieces of Kirk and Ronda Moore. Uh, they were both trusted in, in good situations. Um, that scrambling situation, Ronda Moore knew what to do uh, and get the ball. So I think they have a connection there. Uh, Kirk has some flex value as well. On Minnesota side, Kirk Cousins is a great play. Uh, Thanks for streaming. Um, and with Dalvin Cook, RB1 play as well. Dylan and Jefferson should both be involved. Dylan, of course, has that touchdown upside. Jefferson is going to be there as well for you as a, a low on wide receiver one. Yeah, um, this game is intriguing for sure, man. I'm I'm taking the over here. I'm on the Arizona side to you know to cover, and I'm taking Arizona to win the game here. Like you said, Kyler, phenomenal player this week, top three option. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins definitely playing him, and then Chase Edmonds, great matchup here against Minnesota. Who again, this Minnesota defense is bad. <laughs> uh, you know, we kind of called it last year from the mm-hmm. from the beginning that hey, this defense is going to be bad. Um, and they've continued to just be bad. So Joe Mixon just I, lit them up, man. Come on, man. RB2 yeah, in a week. Like a Christmas tree, man. <laughs> yes, <sir. And> so <laughs> Chase, Chase Edmonds finna do the same here, man. Um, it, plus, he's the top option of the running backs because he's going to get that pass game work. How do you feel about James Conner, though, with the potential game script? We both took Arizona to cover. Uh, saw, saw 50% of the running back work last week. If I'm not mistaken, I think he saw 16 carries. Yeah, no, he got a good volume too in the ground. I mean, you you like that? I have him in one league. I'm I'm not if you I'm not afraid to put him in flex conversation, um, especially in this high over under game. Uh, he can get he can get a touchdown um, at the in the red zone when they're in there. Uh, so yeah, I think he's he's a, he's a decent play. Yeah, and he looked he looked good on. I, I was watching that. I was rewatching that game, and James Conner actually looked pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, Edmonds so. had the really better like yards per carry but yeah yeah i mean hopefully Edmonds gets no Edmonds looks yeah Edmonds looks better than connor but yeah if anything were to happen obviously if anything were to happen to Edmonds, connor would step and and be be an uh you know a mid-range rb2 high-end rb2 
for sure. Uh, for sure. Um, yeah, with the receivers, uh, I know Kirk had the big game last week, scored two touchdowns. Don't think that happens again, but I'm, like you said, I'm taking a shot on him as the flex. Uh, I do prefer Rondell Moore again this week, though. He was targeted five times on just 14 routes. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. So that means when this guy is on the field, <laughs> they are making a pointed effort to get yeah. him the ball. So just keep that in mind. You know, when you're when you're making these fantasy decisions or, you know, you're looking for somebody to pick up. If Rondell Moore's on your waiver wire, pick this man oh, up. Yeah. Just, yeah, like, please. Add it in all formats. This man's, as he gets worked yeah. into this offense, you already see what Kyler Murray has, the ability he has. Rondell Moore is a yak machine, but he's also a deep presence down the field. And that combination makes for some like some really good fantasy production. Um, and again, I think you could play, you can continue to play him in a pinch if you, if you really need, you know, a, a flex, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this game has a high total. I think if you really need a deep flex that you could flex him for sure. And on the Minnesota side, Dalvin Cook, top five option at the position, uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, both, both should be viewed as wide receiver one options. Uh, and I think Kirk Cousins is, is a fine play in this yeah. one, although yeah. Arizona is my stream of the week on the defensive side, but Hey, they man. get turnovers. They they're they're gonna make plays like that. That's turnovers, how that, sacks. Yeah, 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 man. Um, all right, let's move on to this next game, man. The oh, the zero and one Atlanta Falcons travel to Tampa Bay to take on the eleven and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a fifty one and a half point total here. I went back and forth on this. Um. Well, but let me get to the injuries here before I get into that. But watch out for some rain. There will be some rain in this game potentially, so definitely watch out for that. Um, Atlanta's okay on the injury front for Tampa Bay. Cornerback Sean Murphy Buntling. Buntling or Bunting? Bunting. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting uh, Bunting. is on IR with with an elbow injury. Uh, And then Jason Pierre-Paul is questionable with a hand injury. And so... um, for the game here, I I went back and forth on this total. Um, it's just a, it's a question of if Atlanta could keep up. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I took right? the under. So yeah, <laughs> I've taken the I, under I here. You. I went back and forth, but I'm like, can Atlanta keep up? So um, you know, Tampa Bay has an implied team's total of 32. Uh, that's the highest on the week. Um, you know, so I'm taking a Tampa Bay to cover the 11 and a half point spread. Taking Tampa Bay to win this game. On the Atlanta side, I think Calvin Ridley bounces back this week, as does Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think Mike Davis is an RB2 in PPR leagues, you know, simply because he'll catch six balls or, or whatever. Uh, I'm not I'm not playing Matt Ryan in any season-long leagues, but I think he's an option in, like, a DFS tournament, um, it, you know, someone you could stack this game with. Uh, but I'm, I'm definitely not taking a shot on season-long outside of two quarterback leagues. Uh, for the Tampa Bay side, I think Tom Brady has a huge game this week for sure. Uh, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, again, they're all wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside. It just comes down to where those touchdowns fall. Uh, and then the running backs have a phenomenal matchup, but I don't know which one to play. Right. You've got you've got Bruce Arians, who's we've been saying on this show for how long now, Greg? I don't even know. A year or two years. This yeah. has been the head coach of the Bucks. My man is a liar. He lies. So yeah. him telling me 
Ronald Jones is the starter this week, and then coming out and saying Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, and Giovanni Bernard are all starters. I I don't know which one to play, but if I had to play one, I I would play Fournette. Um, but I think I would even go like an Elijah Mitchell over Fournette for sure. Uh, I think Gronk is in for another big game here against an Atlanta defense that struggled versus tight end last week. I mean, they struggled versus everything, but a lot of points. Gronk should, should catch another touchdown. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the under as well. I'm going to go Tampa to cover and Tampa to win. Just respectfully, how they, uh, you know, to the Eagles, the how they couldn't put up. They put up six points against the Eagles defense. Like, you know, Eagles defense, maybe they did improve a lot, but that's like kind of still embarrassing. Like only six points is pretty bad. Uh, So I'm going to think that Tampa Bay is going to kind of, you know, pounce on them today. I mean, tomorrow, Um, Tom Brady, QB1. The running backs is just, yeah, it's a hard conversation to have every week about who to start and who to play. Like, would you take Damian Harris or Fournette this week? Oh, it's Damian Harris. Word, word, word. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I yeah, if I had to lean to one, I mean, it's hard to bank on uh, Rojo's big play because you don't know when it's gonna come, so that's hard to like predict on. I would say Fournette's gonna give you a safer floor, so if you're looking for that, I'll play Fournette. Uh, and then with the receivers, yeah, A. B. Mike Evans, I and you no, know, um, Chris God, uh, Chris Godwin, I agree with you on that. Uh, their assessment, they're both wide receiver twos. One of them have that wide receiver one upside with if they probably score. Uh, could be Mike Weapons week this week. We don't know. Uh, on the Atlanta side, um, looking to play Calvin Ridley, looking to play Kyle Pitts, but that's that's about it. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, let's move on to – wait, are you playing Mike Davis? Against this rush defense? No. I mean, he played them last year, caught like nine balls both times uh, in Carolina. He caught six passes last week. And if you're playing in the PPR yeah, league. Yeah, PPR leagues. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, RB3 for PPR. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. RB3 for sure. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. What I say? I said he's an RB2 in PPR leagues. Like low end RB2, like really uh, low end RB2. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, No, I think you're right, actually. Oh, we're. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was just clarifying that i think he's a lower end rb2 like closer to the rb3 side so yeah <laughs> uh, let's get on to this next game man probably the most exciting game of the week uh the dallas cowboys tra- oh and one dallas cowboys traveling to los angeles to take on the one and oh los angeles chargers this game has a 55 and a half point total oh my highest on the week that definitely up are two and a half point favorites. This is a corner FanDuel Sportsbook, and grabbed these lines a couple days ago, so forgive me if they're out of date, but that's how we have them here. So that's the lines that we are assessing. In terms of injuries, Randy Gregory out with COVID for Dallas. He's on the COVID IR list. Demarcus Lawrence, another pass rusher here for the Dallas Cowboys, will be on IR with a foot injury. It seems that rookie linebacker, do-it-all linebacker Micah Parsons will be playing some significant snaps on the edge here for the Charger or for the Dallas Cowboys as they take as they take on the LA Chargers, so they can just try to generate some pass rush. Greg, where are you at with this matchup, man? Fifty-five. I'm gonna still smash that over, man. Give me the over. Give me the Dallas Cowboys to cover. Uh, and give you the charges to win. I mean, this is going to be 
just one of those close two or, you got them covered two and a half oh the two and a half oh i had the three the three for all right uh the uh two and a half i would take the charge two cover. and a half oh and three yeah, take the you were gonna take, take the cover three <laughs> hey man i've seen some wild what, for two point games one point games you know but uh yeah i'll take the charges charges cover then and charges to win um yeah, I want every single piece in this game. I did if they or play for either team, I want it. Dak, Herbert on both sides, Zeke, Eckler on both sides, Cooper, uh, CD Lamb, Cedric Wilson. I think is going to get a deeper league dart play. Get put me in there. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Uh, yeah, I want every piece. Jared Cook, you already know my stream of the week. These are all going to be uh, amazing plays this week. I think you can't go wrong. Um, yep. Like, I don't think that there's, like, the base for any of these players in, in, this, in this game. Nah, man. Put them all in. I'm taking, yeah. taking the over. Taking yeah. the charge. Put them all cover, in. Bro. Taking the charges to win. Uh, yeah, Zeke bounce back game here. I think he has a yeah. really nice game. There will be a lot of touchdowns scored, and he should benefit from that. Uh, as for Dak, QB1, of course. CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, wide receiver ones. Cedric Stop. Wilson. Come on to the party. You can, you can, you can jump on one of my flex spots, bro. Dalton Schultz, he's my streamer. We get the tight end spot. Uh, but, I, again, I wouldn't be surprised if Blake Jarwin's involved here, too. Even sure. Their numbers were, like, from the peripherals were, like, early identical. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so I would definitely watch out for that. But Justin Herbert, top five quarterback option this week. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, both wide receiver one options this week. Uh, Greg, your tight end streamer of the week. Jared Cook, Come on down. really nice game here coming right. Uh, Austin Eckler, uh, I think he's a low-end RB1 option. I'm hoping the lack of pass game work last week was more injury-related than an indication of, of as to how this offense will be and, and what Austin Eckler's role will be. He didn't run a route la- at all last week. I doubt that that continues, just knowing the career of Austin Eckler and the pl- kind of player that he's been. And Joe Lombardi comes from the Saints, and we saw Alvin Kamara and his usage in New Orleans historically as a pass-down pass, pass down running back, I think that Austin Eckler is going to assume that role again. Uh, didn't show up on the injury report this week with the hamstring, so that's good news. And the, the fact that he played last week has got to tell me that he's he's healthier than maybe we assumed he would be going into the game last week. But let's move on to this next matchup, the Tennessee Titans traveling to Seattle to take on the 1-0 Seattle Seahawks. 53.5 point total. Seahawks are 5.5 point favorites. In terms of the weather here, 90% chance of rain in Seattle this weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seattle, uh, you know, in uh, in terms of injuries, Tennessee's a bit banged up in the secondary. Uh, They've added two safeties to the injured reserve in Amani Hooker and Brady Breeze for Seattle. Uh, their center, Ethan Posick, is uh, he's on IR with the knee. And then wide receiver D. Eskridge, he's questionable with a, with a concussion. And then running back Rashad Penny, he's doubtful with the calf. So that actually, that injury makes Alex Collins the backup running back to Chris Carson there. So if you're, if you are looking to get a high, you know, potential high leverage, running back um you know you know handcuff or uh sorry um you know a running back backup that can step into a role then then yeah then definitely 
Uh, Alex Collins is the guy that you probably want to scoop up right now. Uh, in terms of the game here, I'm taking the over, taking Seattle to cover, taking Seattle to win. I don't think Seattle's going to uh, hashtag let Russ cook. Only threw the ball 42% of the time on first and second down last week. That was a bottom five number in week one. Uh, I think this is a, a very much a Chris Carson game. Top 10 running back option. Uh, now, Russ, DK, Tyler Lockett, they're all uber efficient. And, and the matchup here is great. The Tennessee Titans are terrible on defense. So you're absolutely starting all three of those guys. I think Gerald Everett is definitely another option as well. For the Tennessee side, uh, Derrick Henry had 17 carries last week. If this game can stay relatively close, he will be involved again. Uh, he also has always has the upside to be the number one guy. Uh, so he should be in your lines this week. And although Atlanta, I mean, Seattle uh, played the run well, the most of the most of the damage done to them was by the Indianapolis running backs was in the past game. Derrick Henry did have a 9% target share last week. So they get some targets. You saw that? So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so uh, not, I'm not saying that he's going to do that. I'm just saying don't assume that he won't catch passes. Um, I think Ryan Tannehill bounces back this week for sure. Uh, A.J. Brown, wide receiver one option. I think Julio is closer to that wide receiver three option. Um, we saw Chester Rogers being involved last week. I don't know if that was maybe game script dependent, but we'll see. Uh, and I think Anthony Ferguson could have a nice game this week. Greg, where are you at? Uh, with this game, I'm taking the under. I'm taking Tennessee to win, but I'm gonna take Seattle. I mean Tennessee to cover, but I'm gonna take Seattle to to win the game. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Well, it's just gonna be a super rainy day. That would definitely make it more of a running back game. But uh, I like Derrick Henry um, to bounce back this week. He still got you in that full PPR leagues. Getting you those three target, three, three receptions really helped uh, get you a, a nice floor for not a huge bust day for him. Um, Chris Carson, I like him as well. Uh, the receivers I like on on both sides for Tennessee, AJ Brown um, and Julio. You know, Mike Vrabel called him out this week. I think Julio does bounce back. Um, just uh, on the you know other side as well, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf should eat as well. Um, the cat probably is a little crazy if if it's gonna be a, a super rainy day. Um, and Ryan Tannehill and Russell Wilson, they're great quarterbacks. They should be low on QB ones, both for at their respective positions. Yeah, uh, I mean, so the rain isn't necessarily the biggest concern. It's always the the wind, right? That's like the, mm-hmm. the thing we're always most concerned about. So I I don't think that it'll be that big of an issue, but they will lean on the run game a little bit. But I don't think it'll necessarily stop them from being effective um but i i think with russell wilson and, and seattle thriving off that deep passing game i think yeah. that they'll definitely take some shots down the field let's move on to the sunday 1 p.m game here or sorry not sunday 1 p.m sunday night game here the 8 20 p.m kickoff the kansas city chiefs patty traveling to Baltimore to take on the 0-1 Baltimore Ravens. This is a 55.5-point total. The Chiefs are 3.5-point favorites. In terms of injuries, offensive guard Tyra Phillips for the Baltimore Ravens is on injured reserve with a knee injury. Left tackle Ronnie Stanley, he's doubtful for this game with an ankle, so that's two of uh, Baltimore's offensive linemen. Baltimore's getting really hit by the injury bug, man. Yeah, man. Um, 
Marquise Brown, he's questionable with an ankle. I think this is something he's kind of been managing, though. Um, and then Kansas City is okay on the injury front. Greg, where are you at in terms of this game here? Um, taking the under, I'm taking the Chiefs to win, and I mean, take Chiefs to cover, and I'm taking the Chiefs to win. The you know historically this game we always wanted a really you know great game, and we got some close ones, but you know usually Kansas City does uh dominate these this matchup. Um, so I'm gonna take Mahomes, of course, Patty. QB1, Clyde. I think he got good volume last week. Expect him to uh, bounce back and, and play well. Uh think they control the game a little more with the rushing as they, they will be up. Uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, of course, he's an absolute beast. Can go for 200 receiving yards at any point. He got 197 last week. Uh, you're playing him as a top three option. Um, and Travis Kelsey as well. Yeah, you're playing him as a top three option at the tight end position. Uh, Lamar, he's going to create. He's going to do what he has to do. Uh, he has to be superhero every every week with more and more with these injuries. Uh, now, hopefully, Marquise Brown could be there for him. Uh, he's questionable on the week. Um, as far as the run game, it's Lamar as well. <laughs> but uh, actually, Tyson Williams and Latavius Murray did play really well uh, in their opportunity that they had. You saw how they leaned to Latavius Murray in that second half more. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh how, how that how that that game works uh in this this week um and sammy Watkins and Mar- uh, marquise brown they played well last week uh look for you know them to hopefully use the passing game a little bit more um to help lamar out get down the field uh so i think marquise brown is a flex option strong flex option and sammy Watkins is as well yeah man um i i'm actually you were talking about how this game historically, how it's like usually a good game. And I'm always like on the Baltimore side. Oh, yeah, always. Every yeah, time. Always. Every time. I'm like, Baltimore. <laughs> every time, yo. Uh, I'm not on the Baltimore side today. <laughs> I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Kansas City to cover. I'm going to take Kansas City to win this game here. Um, in terms of. The matchup for Kansas City, it's it's easy, right? Patrick Mahomes, he's got to be tra- – Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, they've all got to be Q, uh, t- top options at their respective positions. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think he has a nice game here too um, as a low-end low end RB1 this week potentially. And then for Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, QB1 for sure. Uh like you said, he's going to have to make some plays here. There are there are da- Baltimore's undermanned. I think I was listening back to the episode the other day uh, when you were talking about the playoff game, and then it dawned me what playoff game you were talking about yeah, against yeah, yeah, yeah. Tennessee <laughs> when they were having to come back, and he rushed for like 150 yards, had like 300 yards passing, uh, it was just a ridiculous day from Lamar, and I think we're gonna see some of those games from Lamar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm told, I'm totally into playing him. And then for the Baltimore Ravens, Tyson Williams, he's a mid-range RB two, uh, but this thing will be a committee, like you were saying. Latavius Murray will be involved. I think he's an RB three option. Uh, Mark Andrews should have a bounce back week uh, here oh, as a tight end, as a top tight end option. And then, yeah, uh, you know, Sammy Watkins, revenge game, you know. Oh, word. 
You got to say that yeah. <laughs> a couple of times this uh, year. Yeah. You know, four of four of ninety four of eight for ninety six yards last week in week one. So didn't quite live up to the to the legend that is week one, Sammy Watkins, but came pretty came pretty close. I, you know, as he's getting older, he can't give us as much. I true, get true, it. True, true. You know, but I think that he can have a nice game here in a matchup against these Chiefs. And then Hollywood Brown, man. So in his last seven games, Hollywood Brown has 32 catches, 407 yards, and seven touchdowns. If you break that down to a 16-game pace, I'll use the 16 games because I know everyone's brain is probably not calibrated for 17. Uh, yeah, word. We don't know what a 17-game <laughs> season looks like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but – 73 catches, 930 yards, and 16 touchdowns. Word, word. So we should expect a, a thousand yard season from Hollywood Brown, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <what you're> <laughs> 17 game uh, season is going to change the thousand yard season. Like, like, oh, yeah. Thousand yard oh. season is no longer like a thing, right? Like, yeah, right. Like, well, you know. let's see. A thousand. One thousand sixty-two and a half yards is the new thousand-yard season. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on to this next game, the Monday night game here, with the zero and one Detroit Lions taking on the zero and one Green Bay Packers. This is a forty-eight and a half point total. The Packers are. 11 and a half point favorites in terms of injuries here for Detroit. DeAndre Swift is questionable with a grunt. Jamal Williams questionable with a chest injury. Green Bay didn't have any, didn't have anything to really worry about, but then some late news came in last night. It wasn't really that late, but uh, Zedarius Smith edge pass rusher for the Green Bay Packers lands on IR with a back injury. I know he had a back injury last week, played through it, uh, but they sh- they're shutting him down for some time here. So um, in terms of this game here, I will take the under. Uh, actually, I should probably change that. I'm going to change that to the over. Uh, I think Green Bay's defense is a little banged up here with Zedarius Smith. I think that hurts a little bit. So I will take the over of the 48 and a half. I will take... Green Bay to cover. I will take Green Bay to win. For Green Bay, Aaron Jones should have a good day here. Uh, top 10 running back option. Uh, Devontae Adams should also have himself a day. Detroit has issues in the secondary, in the secondary and, and I think he should dominate. And a guy I'm going to bring up again, Greg, Marquez Valdez, <laughs> Scantling. Look, man, the beat, the beat reporters were he was talked about as the most improved player in camp. Uh, Aaron Rodgers talked about how he improved, comes out week one, sees eight targets, all from Aaron Rodgers, had 38% of the team's air yards in week one, and goes up against Detroit, who allowed 18 yards per catch, 75, uh, a 75-yard catch rate last week to San Francisco wide receivers. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is seeing a 20-yard dot. I'm taking the shot on MVS as a wide receiver three flex option this week. Uh, Robert Tunyon, touchdown dependent, tight end option this week. So uh, for Detroit, Swift, Hawkinson, the top options. Uh, 
probably the only ones I would want to play. But Jared yes, Goff, Jared Goff has some stream appeal. Uh, you know, does. we we obviously we know that the damage done by by uh, New Orleans last week was on all five touchdown passes by Jameis Winston. Um, but being a double digit dog definitely sounds like you might lead to some fancy production, but bad things definitely happen for you to lose by double digits. Uh, but either way, I think if you're playing, you know, that in that, um, you know, that Sunday, Monday slate on DFS, you know, Jared Goff definitely does not seem like a bad option here. Um, Jamal Williams revenge game from, from my man here. Uh, he's an RB two flex option this week. Uh, and I'm, I'm a wait and see mode on the Detroit wide receivers. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. Uh, I'm going to take the lines to cover. The spread is huge, but I'm, I'm going to take the Packers to win the game. Um, I'm pretty much with you on the Detroit side. Swift and Hawkinson. I think Swift is a safe RB2. Hawkinson is a top five option at the tight end position. Um, RB2? But, that's it? It's, it's, you know, actually, he did finish the RB2 last week. So you're right. You're right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, uh, well, yeah. No, uh, high RB2, RB1 upside. You know, I just want to, you know, confirm, you know, the that it is RB1 season for Swift. Um, but I'm I'm here for it. I mean, I, dra- I drafted him in a couple leagues. So we've been, we've been yeah. saying that's not news yeah. to us. Yeah, no, nah, it's not news to us. We've had him in our top 12 preseason. This yeah, is yeah, yeah, facts, <laughs> facts. Uh, Jamal Williams, that's because of the part I was scared of what Jamal Williams also did last week. You know, he also played very well. You know, (laughs) Detroit got nobody to throw the ball to. That's true. That's true. Swift Williams. Swift Williams. (laughs) Swift saw 11 targets. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Now you you love that. You love to see it. Uh, So, yeah, you're playing him for sure. Um, Jamal Williams, you're also playing. And on the Packers side, Rodgers, you're playing him. Devontae, the usuals, Aaron Jones uh, and Robin Tunyon, I think. Got the tight end one upside if he gets those touchdown, touchdown dependent tight end one pretty much. Um, yeah, it's going to be Jaguar is playable because he, I think he was a huge underdog last week against the 49ers, and that that plays well for fantasy for in comeback mode. Um, you're always going to end up with a high yard count. Uh, you, you'll get maybe some turnovers, but you have the the yardage and the touchdown, and that's that's definitely what matters in a lot of most fantasy leagues. Yeah, I mean it could get bad though, right? Because Matt Ryan, yeah. we see we've seen it get bad. True. We see Jared, we seen it get yeah. bad for yeah. Jared Goff too. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, Those are Darius Smith though, so that's huge. Like you know, no, that is like, huge. that is yeah, huge. that is huge. Uh, it, it could go either way, but I, I think I'm willing to take the shot. I'm willing. To I apologize to, to, to DeAndre Swift, man. I mean, RB one season. I don't know. What I'm talking about man. You know that, that yeah, was. Thank you. That was, thank I still, because, you know, maybe last week, because you scared me last week, and now I had this, like, I'm, hey, I'm like. Blame, blame Ian Rappaport, bro, not me. <laughs> blame Ian Rappaport. Oh, yeah, RB1 season. Let's go. Let's get to the starts of the week, man. Greg. Yes, sir. Quarterback start of the week, brother. I need to hear it, man. What do you got? You already know. Uh, it's, it's the Herb time. It's Herb season. You know, people thought. Uh, you know, last week he did uh, he pretty played pretty well, 337, but only one touchdown. We know the herb on 47 pass attempts. That touchdown rate is going to be higher than that. This man is all here for a multi-touchdown day. I think he gets three on the day against these Dallas Cowboys. This matchup, we're taking everyone. I expect a top five day. Um, I think even top three day for the herb right now. Oh man, I'm so jealous because I really wanted to pick Herbert. Um, uh, we talked about it the top of the week. 
this guy is going to have a phenomenal day here. And, and uh, you know, I, I would have loved to start him so I could put him on the wall back there, but you took him. So uh, this next guy, I don't have a poster of. I'll never have a poster of, but he will be my start of the week. Tom Brady, my quarterback start of the week, going up against Atlanta. Ten days of prep time. Gets to play at home uh, again, which is good for the old man, Tom Brady. The Bucks have the highest implied team total. Brady should be in line for a major game here, going up against an Atlanta defense that struggled to stop Jalen Hurts through the air. We know Jalen Hurts has those legs. We know he ran for for a touchdown last. Did he run for a touchdown? I don't know, but he has some yards. I don't think he ran for a touchdown. But allowing this, they allowed the seventh most passing fancy points per drop back to Jalen Hurts last week. Tom Brady should take advantage of that. Have a huge day against Atlanta. Start him up. Yes, sir. You got you got to love Tom Brady. I mean, he's just been awesome. If you give him a lot of time to go against Atlanta, you know what happens when he gets more than seven days. <laughs> oh man. And, you know, don't let that score get to 28 to three facts. That's a fact. <laughs> it might be the other <laughs> way this time. <laughs> uh, Greg, your running back start of the week, man. What do you got? I'm going with Chase Edmonds this week. Uh, we talked about it. You know, I'm attacking this Minnesota rush defense all year. Uh, this guy that worked in receiving game got four targets, four receptions for 43 yards. Also with his 12 carries, I just think a bump in both of those categories are coming this week. This is a smash spot for him uh, in a high-scoring game where Arizona should make be able to make some plays and get in high red zone opportunities for him. Uh, I love Chase Edmonds in this matchup. No, man, I definitely love that one, too. Um I'm going to go with a confidence boost start of the week here. I'm going with Elijah Mitchell, man, as my running back start of the week. For those of you that signed him off waivers, you're worried about starting him. For me, he's a shoe-in to be a high-end RB2 here. According to Football Outsiders, adjusted line yards metric, San Francisco, uh, their offensive line was fifth best in week one. Philadelphia, seventh worst. I like to add up the offensive line, defensive line combinations, see where the best matchups might be. San Francisco has the fourth best matchup on the week. As long as he continues to see the volume, saw 19 carries last week, he will be productive and I'm confident in him this week. So start him up. Yes, sir. Love that. Greg, your wide receiver start of the week, man. What do you got? I'm going with the classic move of a stack start of the week with my quarterback. You know, I got Justin Herbert. His main target guy is definitely going to be Keenan Allen. You know, when they, they needed to make big plays last week, they always went to Keenan Allen, and I think that's where they're going to go. Mike Williams is definitely involved for sure, but 13 targets for Keenan Allen, that's what you love to see. He's going to get 10-plus easy this week, uh, 100 yards, um, and even a touchdown. So I think you're going to expect a big day from Keenan Allen. Definitely, man. I expect a big day. And my heart dropped when you said that you got to start that you were going for the stack. Because uh, I thought you were taking my wide receiver start of the week, but you didn't here. Because uh, I just assume everyone's going to be starting Keenan Allen. My wide receiver start of the week, Mike Williams, man. Ooh, he, like you said, also had uh, also had a, a high target share, twenty six percent of the of twenty six uh, almost twenty seven percent of the target share from Justin Herbert last week, who attempted forty seven pass attempts, twenty five of which were on first and second down. And this this week they faced Dallas who threw the ball 58 times against the Bucks. Again, this game has a 55.5 point total, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. Both teams are projected to score more than 26 points, with the Chargers being projected to score, score close to 30. I want a piece of this offense. Mike Williams gives me that. Mike Williams with Greg's stack of, of Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. Start him up. 
that it's got to be a first stack within the game start of week receiver receiver like it's got to be one of the first yeah <laughs> oh yeah definitely man definitely greg who's your tight end start of the week this week i'm gonna take no offense my break you know my breakout i mean not my breakout but my guy of the year no offense eight targets last week uh for six you know 62 yards uh high target share uh no jerry judy that just should increase his target share by even more and the matchup against jacksonville is just too juicy uh i think he's going to have a huge day this day top five day I'm really upset right now because I definitely had no fan as my start of the week. But it's okay, man. We pivot. You know, we adjust. You know, it's crazy because I was like, I even wanted to say, Greg, I know you, Jared Cook, is your streamer of the week. But I yeah. might, might go like ahead a... and make it my start of the week. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wanted to go no fan here, but you just took no fan. So I'm going to pivot. I'm going to go with, uh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, Tyler Higby going up against the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, my God. That just made me. Oh man, it <laughs> just made me feel not so good. I feel queasy. But Tyler Higby, uh, start of the week, going up against the Indianapolis Colts, uh, saw decent amount of targets last week from Matthew Stafford. Should be involved in this offense. The Colts, they didn't, they didn't really uh, do great against the tight ends last week, even though Seattle didn't throw the ball a ton. So I think Tyler Higby, somebody that will be involved in the offense, could catch a touchdown pass. Tyler Higby. If you don't have Noah Fant, if you don't have Jared Cook, start Tyler Higby. Yeah, I like that for sure. Two, you know, good weeks in a row for Tyler Higby. Let's go. All right, Greg. Let's get to the get money time. And I'm a little bit more excited for this segment this week because uh your boy is one and oh. And so That is true. That is true. <laughs> so for those that don't know the rules, we are going to have a draft. Um on FanDuel, and we are going to make FanDuel lineups, but Greg and I can't pick the same players within our lineup. So there's a little bit more strategy involved here. Um, I have the first pick this week. Word. So with the first pick, I will take... Christian McCaffrey, 10K. Juice early. Early. With the juice early. I like that. Um, With my first pick, I'm going to go – yeah, I got to do it early. I'm going to take Herbert, Justin Herbert, at quarterback. Uh, I think it's just so important to have him at 7,600. Still amazing value. Um, Put him in there against in this Dallas game. Yeah, that's all good, man. I'm going to go Kenyon Drake, 5,500 as my second running back. Word as my early, I like that as my first running back. I'm gonna take Nick Chubb, uh, 8400. Slot him in there as my RB one. Huge day line up against Houston. Uh, as my wide receiver one, I'm actually gonna take CD Lamb, 6800. Uh, one nice piece of that Dallas offense. Uh, at my second running back position, I'm gonna take Chase Edmonds. At six thousand, uh, slide him in there. Uh, yeah, that's my RB two, start of the week. Uh, for my second wide receiver, I'm gonna go with Mike Williams. Uh, my start of the week at at wide receiver, uh, fifty six hundred. Word. I'm gonna go with 
as my first receiver, Keenan Allen, to stack up with uh, Justin Herbert at 7,400. Yeah, I'm going to put him slime in there. Okay. Um, at tight end, I'm going to go Darren Waller, 7,000. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, wow. there's no Travis Kelsey on the slate. so <laughs> Like uh, that. I'm getting the the best tight end on the on the main slate this weekend. Like that. I'm gonna counter your CD Lamb and put Amari Cooper in there. Yeah. Uh, 7,800. Uh, slot him in. I need as much as this Dallas Chargers game as I could get. So paying a thousand more though. <laughs> you true. You right. You right. It's all good though. <laughs> so good. Uh, for my flex, I'm gonna go Elijah Mitchell, my running back start of the week. 5,800. Mm. That's really good. Really good. Uh, then for my third receiver, I'm gonna take Allen Robinson, 7200. Think he's in a, a very sneaky great play right this week against oh, no, Cincinnati. Allen Robinson's a great play this week. Yeah. Um, let me just make sure I can do. I can't do something else. Okay. So for my third wide receiver, I'm gonna go Antonio Brown. Uh, 6,400. Word. I love that. Uh, I'm going to go T. Higgins in my flex. Uh, going against Chicago. Both bad secondaries. Get some of both. Some Get some of that game on both sides. Uh, 6,000 slot in my flex. Uh, for my defense, I'm going to go Denver. Going up against Jacksonville. 4,600. Uh, for my tight end, I'm going to go Jared Cook. My stream of the week. Possible start of the week, even. Yes, man, it's going to go off. And now a fourth piece in this Dallas-LA Chargers game. Um, Well, for my quarterback, because it's the only spot I have not filled yet, if you haven't been able to tell, I'm going my start of the week. Tom Brady, uh, 8,200. And as my defense, I'm going to go the Cleveland Browns against Houston, 4,200. They're going to dominate. I also picked them up in semen, I mean, League of Shortened People. So, yeah, they're about to eat. Yeah, man, this was like one of the first times I didn't have to change my lineup at all. I yeah. Came in, I came in with a lineup and I didn't have to change it. I had Elijah Mitchell in the flex, so I had to pivot real quick to T. Higgins. Uh, yeah, because I had some money left over. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely got, got a lot of this is, a, this is a really good week that we got in store for us. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun for sure. And hopefully it's fun for all you out there listening and watching on YouTube. But just, you know, we appreciate the support, wherever it is that you're listening, that you're watching us, however it is that you're consuming this content. Just make sure you subscribe. Uh, make sure, you know, you you have the notifications on so you know when a new episode comes out, especially with these game previews, because uh, on Saturdays, they, they're usually going to come out in the afternoon. So you want to make sure you get them before the games on Sundays. You want to make sure you get those starts of the week. Um, but you also make sure that you're following us on social media. We're at FF Diagnostics on Twitter and Instagram. We're Greg's at we underscore made it on Instagram. He's at G money underscore truth on Twitter. I'm at JR football nerd on all platforms. Good luck this week, everybody. Enjoy your matchups. Have fun. Remember, don't check those don't check those scores every five minutes. Just let the games play out <laughs> and let the chips go for the mentals, it, you know, good for the mentals. Exactly, man. You 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 don't want to be stressed out. That's 
and you want to stay engaged and you want to have fun. Right. And no one's trying to look at numbers all day, you know. So right. <laughs> we spend we spend so much time doing during the week doing that already. Word. So. Word. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody, have a good one. We appreciate y'all, and we are out of here. Peace. Yeah.